Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I'd like to take a quick minute to tell you about my new books. If you've been following the podcast, you'll know that I helped bring my dad's business into the 21st century with Poshmark. I've documented everything we've done so you can start a business right from your closet or expand an existing business with an effective e-commerce solution, even if you don't have a large marketing budget or social media following. The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available in paperback and for Kindle. You can also find the Poshmark Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses with worksheets to help you manage your inventory and negotiate effectively and confidently on the platform. Both titles are available on Amazon, where you can find quick access links at bemovingforward.com or in my link tree, which is in the show notes for today's episode. Start learning and moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 311. And if you've been following the podcast over the past couple of weeks, I've talked a little bit about updates to Poshmark, the uh, platform that uh, we use as an online extension for my dad's retail business. And if you listen to the last couple of episodes, I shared that I was going to be speaking at PoshFest, which was last weekend, October 2nd and 3rd. I presented for one of the breakout sessions on Saturday, and that was a lot of fun, and I'll be talking a little bit about that. But I want to share some thoughts and some big takeaways, and uh, I, I wasn't able to attend every session, but I did try to uh, attend the big one, and the big kickoff was with the CEO and founder, Manesh Chandra. And uh, some really interesting takeaways from that. And, and one of the most interesting stories that, uh, that I listened to was when he start, started Poshmark. And actually, Poshmark has been around for quite a while. But when he started this idea, this concept of being able to take what you have in your closet and to sell it, basically this whole idea of the reuse and recycle economy – which also expanded into this concept of social sharing or social selling, rather. It was really interesting to hear his perspective that he got a lot of pushback from colleagues and um, uh, people that he shared this idea with because he, at the time, uh, the the big question he got was, why? What, what's the need for this? What What's interesting, though, is that now that we're in 2020, and uh, Poshmark has really kind of come into its own and is one of the biggest uh, platforms out there, particularly for clothes. But in this particular year in 2020, it has become more relevant than ever. And what was interesting about PoshFest was to connect with and to see so many different uh, types of sellers. Now, I have come from it and I've talked about it mostly from the standpoint of taking a, a business online, but I've tried to tailor the tips that I've shared so that if you're starting individually, just by uh, selling some items or listing some items in your closet, that's all you need to get started, a smartphone and some items that you want to list. Because originally Poshmark was designed for individuals. It wasn't really aimed at B2B sellers or B2C sellers or small businesses. Although we have really carved out a niche for that and we have found it to be the most effective sales platform for a small retail business specializing in clothes. So that was interesting to just to hear the the origins of it. And really one of the things that I'm I've shared on the Poshmark mini series and in the book that I'm writing 
is how I believe this is going to be an important tool, an important platform for small businesses as they pivot, as they make the transitions to adapt to this new climate. Because even once we're out of the pandemic, so much will have changed. And in order for my dad's business to survive, going online in 2018 and 19 really helped uh, prepare his business for 2020. Even though we couldn't see that the uh, any of this coming, the fact was we saw as early as 2016 the need to level up his business, take it online so that he could be more competitive and stay relevant. Some other takeaways from uh, Manesh's uh, opening statement or what, what he called the State of the Union was, uh, you know, it's become relevant because so many, you know, a lot of Poshmark sellers this year especially have have used it to supplement their income. He mentioned that a lot of new sellers have lost their jobs. So it's really created this uh, this opportunity for people to generate additional income or even start full-time businesses. And I think that's really something that we're going to see more of. There's a concept that he shared uh, called Embrace Your Weird. And I, I really like this one. It, it really, if you look at Poshmark and if you've done any shopping on Poshmark, you will see that there are many different kinds of sellers on there. And every seller has their own unique style. And I think that's what's really cool about it is that we have a particular style that's that's really suited towards the retail side of the business but most individual sellers, I mean, I've seen some very creative uses of the uh, profile photos, the header photos, and even in the way that they choose to go about their listings. And I'm going to cover that a little bit uh, a little bit later. Uh, some enhancements to the platform. I've I've covered a number of these, and these came up during the uh, during the opening remarks for Poshfest. The the big enhancements we've talked about over the last couple of weeks: the expansion to 16 photos. I mean, initially when we started, it was eight. And we would always try to leave one or two so that we could use additional photos, visuals to answer questions. With the expansion to 16, that gives us a lot more room because we generally stick with the eight and then use those additional photos as need be to answer questions. So I think that's really exciting. Others use the full palette to just to give more of a um, more information or more visual uh, representation of whatever item or pro uh, listing that they happen to have on Poshmark. Stories was a big one. I think I heard uh, stories referenced throughout Poshfest over uh, Friday and Saturday. That's obviously one of the biggest enhancements recently, and that really blends the social media aspect. You have stories features on Instagram, on Facebook, and on a lot of lo other um, platforms. I think LinkedIn just released a uh, or did a limited release of stories features to certain select users. So I think the fact that you're seeing it on a platform like Poshmark shows how uh, how much they're on top of the R&D in terms of blending the aspects of social media into a sales platform. The uh, other ones, obviously, I've talked about packing slips. That's a, a smaller enhancement, but I think that one uh, definitely has uh, can be useful for inventory purposes or if someone happens to order a large amount, it's it's kind of acts as a, an additional cross-check. We've used it a couple of times now, and I, I think it's a good feature to have. Um, in terms of photos, the, the big announcement was additional filters. Now, uh, for our purposes, we don't really use filters. I, I generally take uh, 
the photos where we do our photo shoots in in store light. We have uh, a nice lighting setup, and we generally go filterless just to give the kind of a, as a, an accurate a view as possible. But there are many different ways you can use Poshmark, and as I'll talk about uh, in just a minute or two, there are a lot of very creative people out there who are using their photo skills to create these beautiful, uh, basically, portraits of their listings. And so filters can be very, very helpful for that. The last big one that, and there were a lot that, there was a lot that was covered, but the one that really stuck out to me is the enhancement in terms of connecting uh, the right market to a particular listing. And underneath the hood, they're working on many different algorithms and even I think touching a little bit into AI so that when you list something on Poshmark, it's going to be exposed or it's going to pop up for those uh, buyer segments that are going to be most interested in it. And I, I'm imagining that a lot of that data is curated through uh, whatever they've expressed an interest in, particular brands they're following, items they've purchased, obviously, or items they've liked or shared. So I think that's really cool. And if you're interested in seeing this part of Poshmark, that has actually been uh, publicly released on Poshmark's YouTube channel. So I'll have a link to that so you can see. So they they, they did release some of the, the larger um, events such as the kickoff. So you'll be able to see that. And I do encourage you, if you're interested in learning about Poshmark, check it out. All right, speaking of Instagram, one of the big takeaways that I learned, and, and I kind of had a sense of this before, was that a lot of Poshmark sellers really utilize Instagram as their biggest social media platform. Now, you can tie in uh, your Poshmark account to any social media account, including Facebook and Twitter, but Instagram seems to have this natural synergy with Poshmark because it's such a visual platform. Now, I will say this, uh, and I've had quite a few Poshmark sellers follow me as a result of uh, last weekend, and I've seen some really incredible uh, Instagram accounts. Now, for my purposes, because Posh, uh, because what I do on Poshmark is not for my particular business, it's really uh, for me to help my dad's business, I don't use my Instagram account specifically for Poshmark listings. But if you're starting out on Poshmark, you can either create a separate Posh, uh, Instagram account for your Poshmark listings or, you know, if that becomes your primary uh, vocation, you can devote your uh, existing Instagram account to it. I since I'm involved in many different things, if you follow my Instagram account, you'll see more of a general uh, sharing of, you know, the podcasts or books. And I do talk a little bit about Poshmark, but it is interesting to see. The reason why I bring this up is that while I think Instagram can be a very powerful tool, and I've seen, I've seen some great examples of this where Instagram really does help provide additional uh, exposure and marketing for your Poshmark store. You don't need a robust social media presence to really get momentum with Poshmark. I think we're a good example of it because so many of the social media features are baked in. Uh, and and I really think of Poshmark as half uh, selling platform and half social media platform. It, it really blends a lot of the uh, the attributes of both. All right, uh, I did speak on Saturday about the customer experience. Unfortunately, I can't post that particular session, 
just because that's that's not a publicly available video. But I will share some of the highlights. And these are principles I've talked about before. And I really believe that has been the key to our success on Poshmark is really, uh, and I shared this in the breakout, you know, answer those questions. As questions come in, it's one of your first impressions that you make with potential customers. Go above and beyond answering questions with photos, which I talked about earlier. Answer those questions with no expectations of a sale. You may answer a lot of questions. Someone may seem very excited, and it might not necessarily lead to a sale, and that's okay. If you're providing that same level of service for everyone who comes to visit your Poshmark closet, sales will eventually come in. I'm a firm believer in that, and that person may come back later. You never know. Uh, treat every sale as if it's a four- or five-figure sale. I mean, our first sale was a pair of blue jeans. We've sold a lot more high-end and expensive items since then, but we treat every sale big and small with the same reverence and the same level of care and importance. Shipping is important. When you start getting those orders, if you start a Poshmark business, ship them out as quickly as possible. That's really key. And, and to being on top of that, same day, next day, and the tip that I shared, a power tip, is check to see if your post office has an after hours office uh, after hours drop. We happen to be near one that does, so we can ship out packages on Sundays and holidays. And actually, that you know that can also help you in case you want to be a little more careful and cautious. You don't necessarily want to go to the post office when it's super crowded. The after hours option, if your location has it, can be a great alternative. Um, I want to share that I will be on the uh, Winnie Sun live stream. Uh, later today, so Thursday, October 8th, and uh, I'm excited to be on there. It'll be 4.30 p.m. Eastern time today, and uh, you know, if you follow me on social media, I'll be sharing it out. And that's it. The write-up for this episode is at bemovingforward.com. I want to share that the next three episodes, 312 to 314, really, really excited about them. I've got a guest who's going to be joining me for all three episodes, and I can't wait. So have a great week, and I'll be back next week.